0: Welcome to Flicks, my name's Daniel Swan This is episode 145 In which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B Discuss the Before Trilogy Richard Linklater, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy's Trio of Treaties on Love Yeah, we watched three films for this podcast Which is why this one's a bit delayed Also lockdown has filled me with Malaise and ennui Richard Linklater is one of the most versatile directors working today. His CV looks like the returns bin at a blockbuster, a random collection of films with few central themes. If you didn't know, who would guess that the director behind School of Rock would also have directed A Scanner Darkly, or Last Flag Flying, or Dazed and Confused, or, indeed, this. The Before Trilogy. A trio of films shot and set at nine-year intervals, the films follow Celeste and Jesse, played by Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke, at three different moments and in three different countries across their life together. The films take place in near enough real time, for the most part, with long stretches of dialogue between these people as they continually get to know each other. The three films are hailed as classics, earning scores of one hundred percent, ninety-five percent, and ninety-eight percent, respectively, on Rotten Tomatoes. But are they any good? Are the films a four to be reckoned with, or are they simply B u B four?
1: Oh, oh, oh! Okay. <laughs>
0: Here we go. As we're in the lockdown, what better time to explore an entire trilogy of classics. To help me decide is the earnest palm reader to my pretentious beggar poet, Tiffany B. Tiffany, had you seen any of these films before we embarked on this odyssey?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Had you heard of these films before we embarked upon this... uh, Odyssey,
1: absolutely not. You hadn't heard of them at all, no, no, never.
0: Well, oh, interesting.
1: New to me. You were like, let's watch this before trilogy. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's superheroes, I assume. Uh, and then when I heard what it was, I was actually like, oh, okay, interesting.
0: I, there we go. Awesome. I can I can still surprise you. Yes. After all these years. Um, and in a spoiler for so this is. Going to be kind of... for Because they're kind of one film, I'd say. They're kind of three episodes of it, you know. Yeah. Whilst they are not superhero films, they are kind of in that Marvel thing of, you know, they're kind of telling their own thing, but also they're puzzle pieces to a larger yeah. thing.
1: Was that always the intention, though?
0: I don't think so. No. I think um, they just did the first one as the first one, and then shortly after that, I think they started talking about would oh, be interest i mean I guess when you spend so much time working on these characters, yeah you know, you think well where would they and it's let you know they want to explore where they where they go after mm. the events of the first one mm. um so we'll be yeah kind of discussing them all in as as a single unit mm-hmm. um and as per flicks tradition, we'll be doing that spoiler free and then clearly delineated we will do it spoiler filled um, so in a spoiler-free context, Tiffany B. Yes. What do you think of Before Sunset? No, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight? What do <laughs> you, you think? Are you falling
1: asleep just thinking about <laughs> that? Um, I I was not a fan overall. No,
0: but they're 100%, 95%, and 98%?
1: Um I don't give a shit. <laughs> 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 um
0: wow. No, there I just go. I
1: do not agree. There's Respectfully, your... <laughs> I disagree. There's your headline. Um I didn't uh I I liked the idea. I, I did think it was an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's um, it's something that really you know it, it takes the kind of film or storytelling form and just dials up to a hundred percent the characters, yeah, and then everything else is dialed down to virtually non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that can work, mm-hmm. but I don't think it did this time. I think no. that. Um, I had some issues with them, both of them at mm. different times. And I just, I think, uh, I think, you know, these points will probably come up later, but I didn't, I didn't kind of buy it. Yeah. I guess is the broad point. Mm. And there's pro- a lot of different reasons for that components of that, but mm. I just didn't really buy it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I wasn't. I think when you're dialing up character to such a high extent, I think you have to be charmed or intrigued or something by those characters, and yeah. I wasn't. And so it's very hard to enjoy a film where you know most of what you're seeing is those characters if you're not really on board with them. Yeah,
0: if a, if a film is um, kind of offering you one thing. then that one thing needs to be really good.
1: Yeah.
0: And if it's just giving you characters, if it's just giving you dialogue, if it's just giving you what you'd assume would would be intended to be like a kind of very naturalistic, because it's kind of in real time as well, almost having that kind of documentary-ish kind of feel. Yeah. And he um, came to prominence in the 90s with a film called Slacker Slackers. I mean, because it was his first film, and he didn't have any money, and so I think a lot of it was just kind of working with his friends, and so you get that kind of non-performer vibe from yeah. people, and it's all very naturalistic. People not really talking about anything, and just kind mm. of going into these different kind of vignettes, and so you assume that that's kind of what he's you know trying to do here, and it kind yeah. of because this is was only kind of his second or third film, mm. so you know a little bit more of a professional way of yeah. doing it, but it yeah it just didn't it just I don't know. I mean, Ethan Hawke, especially, I think, just never seemed natural. Mm. He always seemed very showy. Always seemed very kind of theatrical. Yeah. Very like, this is how an actor acts as if they're being natural. Yeah. Which isn't natural.
1: Yeah, I agree. It felt kind of theatre-like. Yeah. At times, Mm. and when you're watching that on a film
0: like i'm not in the back row you don't need <laughs> yeah, to really blow this exactly
1: I, yeah and it, it should be quieter and really yeah you know a lot more subtle yeah so so you felt similarly
0: yeah i i think i i think i'm similar to you in that i enjoyed yeah the idea of it i i like the idea of seeing these these kind of characters it's kind of experimental in a way
1: mm.
0: it's almost like had he done it like Boyhood, yeah, and he'd shot them all separately, but then didn't release them until the till yeah. the last one and just put them all together, would have made more sense. I think if I'd just seen the first one on its own or the second one on its own, I'd feel really shortchanged. Yeah, because it's not. I just don't think it's enough. I didn't really like him in the first two, and I didn't like her in the third yeah. one. Yeah. And you think, well, I, yeah, like you say, I need to, You want to be really charmed by these characters. Yeah. You want to fall in love with these characters, and so you can kind of put yourself yeah. in that relationship, and like you can fall in love with them as well. And it's yeah. all so, kind
1: or at of, least you're vouching for them. Absolutely, you know, yeah. you want them to get in love yeah. together. You feel like they should. And mm. You know, there's a warmth there. Yeah.
0: And you read a lot of the reviews and stuff and it's, you know, this talk of soulmates and stuff. I'm like, at no point did I I think that they were soulmates, these kind of destined to be together. No. It's like this kind of chance meeting and they fancy each other and then, uh, yeah, yeah, like you say, I I didn't buy it in that first one. I think if you don't buy it in the first one, then you kind of sunk for the rest of them. It was kind of, it was a, felt like a bit of a chore. I thought it was going to be really easy because they're all quite short. Yeah. They're all really well regarded. I yeah. thought this was going to be a nice, easy, <laughs> easy thing of like, oh yeah, we'll watch the first one. And think, oh, what happens to the next? I want to throw the next yeah. one on. It's only eighty minutes. Fuck it, let's put it on. <laughs> but it ended up being a bit of a yeah, a bit of a chore.
1: Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Which is a shame. It is. Um, Who was your MVP?
1: Um, my MVP, as you maybe had already guessed, uh, is. Ariane Labed.
0: Ariane Labed, yeah. Obviously, I know uh, who she is and the role that she in these <laughs> films, but just for the, the benefit of the listeners, dear listeners,
1: um,
0: who she is played Anna. Anna, yeah. Yeah, Anna, Anna. And, who... and again, I know who <laughs> Anna is. Um, <laughs> I mean,
1: she is, Anna is the young. Greek lady at the end of the film, uh, in, in the last film. The beginning I should of the third one. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking at the end of the whole thing, but yes, the beginning of the third film. Okay. Um, and the reason I chose her, um, and she only has a very small part, so it's a very strange choice, I think. <laughs> but it. The best I part think, of
0: the trilogy was someone who has a small part. Yeah,
1: she, she, I thought was. Um, you know, really, really natural and really charming, and mm-hmm. I thought she's the kind of person who mm-hmm. could hold a film like yeah. this, but not the people that are. You know, so she kind of gave me a taste of a really kind of natural delivery, a really kind of well-rounded person. You got a very good mm-hmm. sense of her character, even in a small, small amount of time that you saw her. Um, yeah, so I just I really enjoyed the time that we spent with her Mm. and then I you know by contrast of course then we don't spend time with her we go back to the main two and I felt yeah that's a shame yeah (laughs) you know Mm. and it wasn't just her but for you know for me she stood out but, the, yeah, when when there were other characters in that last film, I felt like it came alive a bit, mm. had this moment of, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, being amongst people and just listening to them chat mm. can be interesting yeah. and can be engaging. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think it's not so much that she's, like, the MVP of the overall tri- trilogy, mm. but that she, you know, was a spark yeah. that I thought that made me think this is what this could have been Mm. and so I picked her
0: yeah because you want to spend a lot more time with her and her boyfriend yeah you buy them and you kind of yeah you know
1: they seem interesting and young Mm. and like fresh-faced and Mm. idealistic although not you know entirely idealistic like Mm. but just figuring out how they feel about the world and yeah I don't know it's just interesting Mm. um but also you know not annoying in the way that sometimes young people mm. kind of oh yeah I'm just gonna do this or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, they were just engaging and earnest and mm. enjoyable to be around. Yeah. Um yeah. Who was yours?
0: Um for me it was I mean obviously you went with um uh, Ariane. Ariane, yeah of course. I went with Kim Krizan. Right. So Kim Krizan. You're um, such a
1: big Kim Krizan fan, though, Dan. I, you know,
0: I honestly will voraciously devour any work that she does. Um, and what
1: does she do? She yeah. is <laughs> she is
0: um, uh, an actress, I think, primarily from what I can see on Wikipedia, um, but that was brought on by Richard Linklater as the co-writer of the first film.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, and now, from various reports, from If you listen to how Julie Delpy tells it... um, Which I do, of course. Of course. um, The the draft of the script that Richard Linklater and Kim Krizan wrote um, was largely thrown out, and they kind of redid it from the ground up. Mm. But, you know, regardless of that, she has the writing credit on the first one, and I do think the first one had the most... the most kind of potential and the Mm. most... The most to like about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it, it wasn't, you know, ideal at all. But I think that there were there were bits in that first one that really um, felt true mm. in a way that I think the other ones didn't so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really tough time thinking of an MVP though, mm. um, because everybody who's involved in all of them is just involved in all of them. There's a very yeah. few actors in there. Yeah. Um, it's the same writers, the same actors, the same director for all of them. It, yeah, and I yeah didn't really rate what they did. Part of I saw that the the second one was edited by someone, and I was like, oh, maybe it can be her because she kept it really short. The second one's like eighty minutes, yeah. and it feels a lot more kind of palatable in that respect. But then she edited the first one and the third one as well, so I can't uh, give her any credit for that. She just didn't have as much material <laughs> for the
1: second one, maybe. Yeah,
0: fine, yeah, that will do. That will do. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so it was a it was a tough it was a tough mm. search to find an MVP. Yeah. In all honesty,
1: yes, same.
0: Wow, what a bummer! What a bummer this is. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. But we've yeah. just got to power through. We've just got to power through at this point.
1: Absolutely, we've come this far. We've
0: come this far. We've watched three fucking films. Yeah, we're gonna get yeah an episode of flicks out of it. Absolutely. Um, so that was our spoiler-free review of the Before trilogy. Um, If you uh, are interested in watching the films, and I think you probably should, I mean, we're obviously in the vast minority, Mm. and most people love them, so give them a watch. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, And then come back and listen to the rest of this. For those of you who either have seen all three of them, or don't give a fuck about spoilers, um, you have only a jingle's worth of time to wait until we uh, get into the spoilers. Um, So let's have that jingle right now. Mm. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you, it won't be groovy if you listen any further watch in the movie. It's spoilers! Jingle over. Jingle done. Jingle finito. We are out of the desert of spoiler free and we are wrist deep in the swamp. Of spoiler filled.
1: Wrist deep.
0: Yeah, we're on all fours because it's a low oh. hanging canopy of trees, potentially. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm making it up as I go along. Um where really? well, we all use our patented ooh, five point six outcome rating system to delve into the nitty and indeed the gritty of the before trilogy. The brainchild of Messrs Linklater, Hawk, and Del P. Mm-hmm. Tiffany B. Mm. Mm-hmm. Get your point, will ya? You? Get your point, will ya? God, I can remember falling in love all them years ago. Sure. Sure. Here's
1: my first point.
0: Who's your first point, baby?
1: My first point is three words, <laughs> and it is.
0: Load of shit.
1: <laughs> no. Not far off, but <laughs> no. Um, creepy Ethan Hawke <laughs> is uh, my first point. Whatever do you mean, babe? Just to clarify, it's a negative. Negative. Um, I just, I think uh, we both kind of mentioned this at the time, but for the first two films, he is just so weird and annoying and particularly the first one yeah he's kind of like lecherous and it like kind of leaning over her and like mm. asking her about her, when she lost her virginity and mm. like he's known her for all of five minutes yeah. and there's there's this initial part where they meet on the train and he's kind of just interested in her and you get this okay mm. fine i'm on board whatever but then he just gets a little bit like Creepy.
0: Yeah. As soon as as soon as he convinces her to get off the train, yeah. he's like, right, she's into me. Yeah. Right then, oh, wow. Do you shave? <laughs>
1: yeah. Just a bit. I just I don't know if it's just like as a woman, uh, there were major red flags for me <laughs> that if a man was sitting next to me, kind of draping himself across me and asking me how I lost my virginity yeah. or when I last had sex or whatever that was. Yeah. I'd be like, "Oh no. Okay, bye bells. then." <laughs> you know, just just gross and yeah. like creepy and I just didn't and and in the first two films, but but yeah, particularly the first one which I think was clearly the best of of the three um in my opinion. Uh, she, you know, she comes across really well, I think. Mm. She's kind of interesting and interested. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she goes down these trainer thoughts about the world or about life or whatever. And and he's just like not interesting, mm. really surface level and really kind of creepy. And And the comparison is or the, you know, the juxtaposition of those two. You just, I guess, I get the sense that he wants to have sex with her, mm. and she, you know, wants this kind of romantic mm. liaison, and, um, and then connection. And so I just didn't buy their relationship because I'm yeah. like, are you two? She wouldn't have the time of day for him. Mm. She'd think he was an American idiot. Mm. You know, based on the way her personality came across. And he just kind of was an American idiot. Yeah. He had nothing really interesting to say. Mm. And he kind of laughed at her all the time. And, like, I just thought he seemed obnoxious and creepy. Mm. And I just, you know, like I said at the beginning, you have so much time with two characters. (laughs) It's really difficult to engage with it when you think someone is obnoxious and creepy. You know? Mm. Someone who you're meant, you know, is a good guy, who you're meant to, like, be invested in. Yeah. I just kind of thought, you don't deserve her. Mm. Like, almost to the point where you're taking advantage of her in some Mm. way. Because you're such a weirdo and a dick. And she's so lovely and, like, I don't know, open.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of... I mean, yeah, one of my points is I don't understand what would draw her to him in the first film. So he's, yeah, he's not particularly... Interesting, it seems very shallow, like incredibly cynical, yeah, and to the point oh, that he's yeah. like, you know, cocky about it. Oh my god, you don't believe, you it. believe this palm you idiot. reader? Oh, this guy, the poet probably wrote, wrote the yeah. poem, like, fuck off, yeah,
1: until it's like tiresome, yeah, it's like, okay, shut like up up. Like, he's now. a teenager, yeah,
0: of like, yeah, I understand how the world works now, so uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna go smoke, and like, oh my god, you don't, you believe in that still? Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah, you don't know how the real world works, yeah, um, which is not. Uh, attractive and then and so and at, at one point I thought okay so this is quite interesting this is kind of setting itself up as this romantic thing but that he is clearly not, like emotionally not mature enough yeah for whatever this is
1: yeah
0: I thought and knowing obviously at that point that we were watching the first in a trilogy I was like well how interesting would that be that it's like this kind of romantic thing but that she eventually just has to kind of shut down. Yeah. Because she's like, you're a...
1: Creepy like, teenager. You're
0: interesting, but you're a, kind of a moron. Yeah. And then they meet up again all these years later, and he's matured to the point yeah. that, like, oh, right, so now they can... He's, blah, like, blah, blah. caught
1: up with her. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I
0: thought that'd be quite interesting. But then she's like, oh, I, I'm really into him. And then you start... Because you've liked her all the way up to yeah. start judging her, like,
1: the fuck is wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, why would you like him? Yeah, what, what? Do you hate Idiot? yourself?
0: Yeah. Like, these women who kind of fall for these idiot men.
1: Yeah, who aren't interesting or funny yeah. or, like, nice. No,
0: you just, just you just, you start to think a lot less of them. Yeah. So you think, why can why can you not see what an idiot yeah. he is? Um, yeah, so I just, I don't, he wasn't attractive in that no. first one. And it doesn't help, and this is, you know, a a very shallow and, you know, possibly unnecessary point. But it's, I think part of it is due to Ethan Hawke's, Big teeth, big Mm. American teeth. When he does his smile, it just seems a bit kind of lecherous.
1: Yeah. And a
0: bit... (laughs) Which obviously doesn't work on a podcast.
1: But
0: Reverse engineer the smile that I gave when I was making that sound. It just, yeah, he's a little bit just...
1: It looks almost like a snarl.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's kind
1: of got this permanent smirky snarl. yeah. On his face. And, yeah, it doesn't help. It's not endearing. Because really
0: in the best like of it. these kinds of films, or in the best of any kind of rom-com, yeah. you sh- you should kind of fall in love with both of
1: them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like,
0: oh, I really like this guy. He seems yeah. really nice. I really like her. She seems really nice. Yeah. And so I'm happy when they get together. Yeah. But you just don't really kind no. like him.
1: yeah, I didn't either. It really, it really took away from the whole yeah. thing for me a lot. Like, again, because it's so much of the film. Yeah. It's like... You know, 50% of the film is mm. him, yeah. pretty much. And so, yeah, not being on board with him is is tricky. Yeah,
0: that's going to hurt it. Yeah. Um, so what's your next point?
1: Um It is a negative, and it mm. is the talk all the way... In every film, there was multiple instances of, let's talk about how women are, and let's talk about how men are. And I just you found like it that? so... Boring and, like, uninsightful, uninteresting, untrue. Yeah. And just, uh, what is this? Like, oh, well, women are always like this and men are always like this and you men, you just want this. And I just, it just was very...
0: Women don't like that. Women say that.
1: Yeah. Come on. And, yeah, women, like, I don't know, playing into stereotypes on both sides of, like, well, men just, you know, I don't know just want to do this. And, and well, women, you know, they say this, but actually mean (laughs) this. No, no. (laughs) Um, I hate that kind of nonsense. I hate that kind of talk. And I know it's probably, like, you know, a little outdated, but it was in the most recent film, which is not...
0: That's 2013.
1: Yeah, that long ago. So Mm -hmm. I just... I just... I found it a bit...
0: Is the word you're looking for reductive?
1: Yes, but also just boring (laughs) because if it had been but if it had been funny yeah or like I don't know there was a reason for it or it created like a little bit of a you know ribbing between them Mm. or a little bit of banter or something fine Mm. but it wasn't it was positioned as like a serious like well this is you know as part of their wider conversations about the world and you know their ideas it was positioned in that way Mm. and so it's i just think if you're going to do that make it interesting and it wasn't Mm. and so yes it was reductive and i know people talk like that and you know it's not unusual but i just thought it didn't add anything it it just i found it really boring Mm. and pointless Mm. and i kind of hated that that aspect of it yeah because they're both wrong Mm doesn't further the story didn't make anyone laugh didn't develop their relationship didn't make a good point didn't do anything Mm. that kind of men are like this and women are like this conversation just i find really turns you off boring yeah and unengaging and just so no negative no thank
0: you don't like that none of that get rid (laughs) off you pop
1: take it you did not have that point
0: no i loved all that um that's my main positive um no, um, uh, I'll go for a negative. Okay. Um, so I didn't like him in the first film. Yeah. Did not like her in the third film. Yeah. She kind of changed into this other person. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know whether that's the point of it.
1: Yeah, that she's been, like, eroded.
0: Yeah.
1: Her kind of carefree personality.
0: That the relationship has obviously <laughs> hurt her, like, emotionally. Um, but she was just this uh, just became a different person she kind of became that irrational woman that so many films that I imagine are written by men depict depict. but this was like she was the writer on this she's Mm. you know she's obviously okaying all of this. Yeah. Just think, come on man, like don't Yeah. You you've made this really interesting character in the first two, who the main flaw of which is that you're interested in Ethan yeah. Hawke. And yet in the now in the third one, it's all of that's just been blown up.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and you start to like him a lot more in part just because he has to put up with her. Yeah. Like she's really like overdramatic, dramatic and she's really like histrionic. And she's really, she fucking gets, g- goes to extremes at the drop of a hat when they're talking in the car in the beginning. And he's like, he mentioned something about Chicago or whatever. She's like, well, this is the day that our relationship ends. Yeah. Or this is the bomb that's going like, fucking chill out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And all the way through, like when they're in the meal talking with the other couples and she's like leaning in and, like, relishing and, like, dressing him down in front of other people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? And you think, like, if this This is a, a nightmare woman written by a man, surely. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I, I just didn't understand what the the reasoning for it was, just that becoming a mother has ruined her, <laughs> I don't know, destroyed who yeah. she is as a person.
1: Well, I guess it's if anything, I guess it's the suggestion that, yeah, be as becoming a m- mother and, like, a wife. Yeah. I know they're not married, but, you know...
0: Him being away and yeah, stuff.
1: It has Has made her bitter. Yeah. So bitter that she's, yeah, like, incredibly unreasonable. Yeah. To the point where you just kind of w- don't want to be in her presence. No. At the end, when she's slamming the doors in and mm. out, you're like, oh, just go. Yeah. I'm just done with listening to you. Mm. Like just lose your shit over yeah. every small thing that's said mm. um, and just be nasty. It's just awful to watch, yeah. awful. Yeah, I didn't like her in that um, third film either. It was a weird shift mm. and, you know, she'd been charming before but she was...
0: Just someone different. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I didn't really like it.
1: Just thoroughly unpleasant.
0: And if I may move on to another point, actually because this is and this is kind of the same point but it's not mm. because it's more a thing of the a choice of the filmmakers as opposed to the I don't know it seems like a slightly different different enough in order to make it a different point mm. but the argument mm. in the third film staying with that argu- argument argument yeah,
1: for so long for
0: like it felt like half an hour and mm. I'm like I don't want to do that why would i want to do that this is awful and it's it's a lot of the time it was just kind of going over the same shit and yeah she fucks off and he collapses on the sofa and i'm like right jesus christ at least finally that's done she fucking marches back i'm like no piss off (laughs) (laughs) piss off just have some time away from each other um and like you say the nastiness on both sides really that these two people in this relationship that have been in this relationship for a long time and obviously know a huge amount about each other and now just using that knowledge as if they're like... They were fucking secret agents for Russia the whole time and now is the time that they've got the little communique saying, right, now's the time. And so they're just trying to cause as much pain with all this intel that they've got. And, like, again, reading kind of reviews and, and, and people... Talking about it, and everybody fucking loves it. There, I think Richard Linklater might have said something to the effect of, "The first film is about what love could be, the second one's about what it should be, and the third one's about what love is."
1: Oh God! And I just
0: think, yeah, what an awful,
1: yeah.
0: depressing state of affairs. And it's it's that it's that thing that I feel like we come up against multiple times when watching films that are supposedly really good that end up being just fucking massive bummers when people are like, oh, but that's realistic. I'm like, but that doesn't make it good. No. It was the same as watching that uh, fucking the Judy Garland Oh, yeah. there
1: mm-hmm.
0: was just a, a parade of misery all the way through so yeah but that was her actual life i don't care yeah i i, I want to watch a film and i want to i want it to feel worthwhile i don't want to feel beaten up by it i don't want to just and it felt like yeah oh this is what it could be should be is when you've set up these two films at first intended I assume from the, how people talk about it, to set these two people up as soulmates, yeah. or set these two people up as they've really got this solid foundation because they've got to know each other so much and they've got this spark and blah, blah, blah. That in this third film, where you're hoping that it's, you know, it evolves into this other thing, that it's like everybody involved with in the film just slapping you in the face yeah. and thinking, ah, April falls. No, they fucking hate each other. <laughs> this is what love is. I just think, what an awful. Message, what an awful spirit to make yeah. a film in. Yeah. That it's just about how terrible people who love each other can be to each other. Yeah. And I don't again I do not care for-